0: You are listening to the teaching podcast of Praise Community Church in Mason City, Iowa. For more information about our church, please visit praycc.org. Please don't be afraid to ask us or, or, or Cassie or Candy, anybody up here teaching. And it would be my hope that we would be extremely gracious to you, in our response, because we know that, that we're all really trying to learn together and to go deeper into God's word. And I don't want to do anything, I don't want to have an attitude or a response or a reaction to you that would make you somehow feel um, like, you should have known that, or, or, you know, why are you asking me that? Um, I, I would hope that everything that, that comes from the platform would really come across in a, in, a, in a loving, in a gentle, in a kind way. So please don't mistake our confidence or our boldness on this for arrogance, because that would be the last thing I would want, and I know other people presenting on the platform would either. One more disclaimer, and this is probably, for me, one of the most important disclaimers that, that we can give, and I've, I've got this in writing because I do not want anybody to, to misunderstand, to misapply anything that we're saying up here. These teachings on healing should not be interpreted by any of you, as us or me telling you to stop taking your medication. Okay? If you're currently taking medication, please do not stop taking your medication without consulting your doctor. Okay, it is our recommendation, my recommendation, that if you so feel led to stop taking some or all of your medications, that you work with that. Work that out with your doctor. If your current doctor will not work with you on that, find one that will, but please do not stop taking your medications. We are not in a position, this is not a a platform, a place where I am here to dispense any medical advice. Decide what medical treatments, surgeries, medical procedures you should or should not pursue. This is completely your decision in consultation with your doctor and or the leading of the Holy Spirit. The decision whether to pursue conventional medical treatment is an individual decision that is wholly your choice to make you can come and ask me this is what I want to do what do you think I'm going to put it back on you and say whatever you think because I am not going to be responsible for that choice that is your choice your choice alone to make and so I'm I'm not going to do that for you and I don't want you to interpret anything I say or anything that anybody up here says that we're telling you not to pursue medical treatment if you're so inclined uh, to do that at that at that point these teachings on healing, I'm not here to be in conflict uh, with any medical or psychiatric practices. Uh, we. I am not responsible for a person's disease. I am not responsible for your healing, okay? There is no guarantee that any person will be healed or any disease prevented. The fruits of this teaching, I believe, will come forth out of the relationship between the individual and God based upon these biblical insights given and applied. That's the key. you got to receive the word and apply the word. Okay, we're pastors, ministers, administering the scriptures, what they teach about the subject of healing. We seek first and foremost to be faithful, trustworthy to God's word as we understand it, and to pray for and to stand with individuals as they seek to respond to God's leading regarding their physical, mental, spiritual, emotional health, and well-being. Everybody with me on that, clear on that? If you need a copy of that, please come and get that because I I don't want to be misunderstood um, on that. Okay, let's get into this. Titus 2.11 says this, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all men. Now that word man there, ladies, it is a gender neutral. It is a gender inclusive word there. Okay, so you could say bringing salvation to all people. Uh, Jason, is Aaron, it is, okay, thank you. When Jesus Christ was born, when God became flesh, when God took on human flesh and came and walked upon the earth, the grace of God appeared and manifested in its complete Fullness and abundance. As a matter of fact, you cannot, you will not experience the fullness of God's grace apart from the person of Jesus Christ. When God's fullness appeared to us through Jesus Christ, Titus says he brought, he, he, he. Um, manifested salvation to all mankind. Now, the Greek word there used for salvation there in Titus 2.11, as well as many other places in the New Testament, means more than we usually attribute to that word salvation. Now, the the first time I became aware of this was in in Dr. Schofield's study Bible. He said this word salvation, he said it is the all-inclusive word of Scripture. As a matter of fact, if you go back and you begin to study the etymology of this word salvation in the Greek, or or, soteria in the Greek, really what it means is it's talking not just about salvation, it also means deliverance, wholeness, healing, peace, safety. That's why Schofield said, it is the all-inclusive word of the Bible, Um, So you could translate Titus 2.11 saying it this way. For the grace of God has appeared bringing salvation, bringing deliverance, bringing wholeness, bringing healing, bringing safety to all men. And everywhere Jesus went, salvation, deliverance, wholeness, peace, safety, healing manifested. Paul put it like this in Romans 1.16. He said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Soteria, there's that word again. So you could really take Romans there and you could translate it this way. I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for salvation, for deliverance, for wholeness, for safety, for peace, and for healing to every one who believes to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Again, what they're saying there is this is available, this grace, this salvation, this soteria. He says it is available to all mankind. Kind, regardless, he says, uh, first to the Jew and then to the Greek. It, it, it it's available to everyone. What I believe and what really challenged me on this was: is healing part of the atonement of what Jesus accomplished on the cross? See, every Christian agrees, every Christian scholar, Orthodox Christianity are all in agreement that we have the forgiveness of sin. We we talk about this every Sunday in communion. Jesus said, this is my blood poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. We acknowledge that in the shedding of Jesus' blood, we have forgiveness, All of Christianity is in uniform agreement with that. And because it was done on the cross, because the shedding of Jesus' blood was part of the atonement, it is for everyone. So whatever was done in the atoning work of Christ upon the cross... Whatever that manifested, it is available for everyone who believes. But the big controversy, and, and, and where I really was greatly challenged in, in, in this foundational teaching, is on this question, is healing included? Is it provided in the atoning work of Christ on the cross. Forgiveness was. There's no question. There's no doubt about that. The question, the controversy surrounds is healing included in the atoning work of Christ on the cross. Now you may say, is that important? I say, it is very important to remove healing from the atoning work of Christ on the cross removes it from the everyone category and what it does is it places it under the god's will if it's god's will to heal you he will i mean I, in the methodist church that was that was our pat line that was my pat line i mean i i had seen people healed i'd go into hospital rooms and pray with people for healing they'd be healed I'd pray for people in hospitals for healing. They would not be healed. And so my response to that was, was God heals some in this life, and God chooses to heal others in death, but God heals them all. So if I prayed for you and you got healed, it was God's will to heal you. If I prayed for you and you did not get healed, it was not God's will to heal you. I I had a safe way out every time. When I started learning this, it, it challenged me to say, everybody I pray for should be healed, This is something for everyone, not just a select few. See, I didn't have healing in the atoning work of Christ. I had forgiveness. Everybody can be forgiven of your sin no matter what that sin is. God can forgive you. But when it came to healing, that was God's will for some and and God's will for others not to be healed. But we all got healed in death. To remove healing from the atonement means it's not for everyone. Again, what Jesus did on the cross was for everyone. Nobody disputes that. Nobody disagrees with that. If Jesus did it on the cross, whatever it was he did, it is available. It's there for everyone. All mankind. And if healing was provided for and accomplished in the atonement, as I believe it was, as I believe the Bible teaches, and you're going to see that tonight, then it is for everyone just as the forgiveness of sin is. Now, I've been, again, I've been a Christian for 30-some years, went to four years of seminary. I have a master degree. Uh, I have a master of divinity degree. been pastoring for several years. I never came to see or to understand this truth I'm giving to you now. So, again, if this is a new concept for you tonight, You can learn this like me, okay? This is why you find throughout the Bible, this was what was amazing to me. As I really began to just get into the Word of God, I started to see things and to connect dots I'd never seen or connected before. That's why when you find, when you start getting into the Word, the linking of forgiveness of sin with healing intertwined. With the redempting, atoning work of Christ on the cross. It's not coincidental. It is not accidental. It is purposeful. God is revealing something to us. Isaiah 53 is a prophetic chapter in the Bible because it foretells something that will be fulfilled when the Messiah who was Jesus would come. So Isaiah is is, is speaking to something that will be manifested when the Messiah comes. He says, he was despised and forsaken of men a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief and like one from whom men hid their face he was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely our griefs he himself bore and our sorrows he carried. Yet we ourselves him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was pierced through for our transgressions, that's our sins. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastising of our well-being fell upon him and by his scourging we are healed. Now where was Jesus pierced through? John 1, um, was one of Jesus' disciples, and he was an eyewitness to the crucifixion. So as John's writing his gospel, he writes this in chapter 19, verse 32. He says, so when the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first man and the other who was crucified with Jesus, but coming to Jesus, when they saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs, but one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and immediately blood and water came out. Now when that happened, in that moment, when they pierced that sword through his side, and that water, that blood began to flow out, the prophecy of Isaiah 53 was fully in effect when Jesus was pierced while he hung there on the cross. Now, some people will say, and this was some of this opposition, this pushback I got at this one particular conference, and it just said, well, Isaiah's talking about emotional grief. He's talking about emotional sorrow. So he said that the healing that Isaiah is referring to there is emotional healing, not physical healing. And I said, not so quick, my friend, because look at how Matthew interprets Isaiah 53, 5, while he's testifying of Jesus healing everyone who came to him in need of healing. And again, if you got your Bible, find this in your Bible, Um, this is what I did. I mean, I I didn't take anybody's word for this. I went back, I got in the word, I studied it, I looked for it. I mean, I looked for a way not to believe this, okay? That's how desperate I was. I did not want to believe this because I have not been teaching this. I had been teaching the exact opposite. So if this was true, I was gonna have to really change the way I taught, believed, ministered around this subject of healing. Matthew 4, 23, it says this. Jesus traveled throughout the region of Galilee, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease, and illness every kind there was not a disease or illness at that time that Jesus was unable to heal and it didn't matter who had the disease or the illness it just says when Jesus healed them he healed them all of every disease or sickness that was represented there News about him spread as it would, as it should. I mean, imagine you've got terminal illness. You're dying, and you hear about a man who's healing everybody and healing every kind of sickness and disease. You're going to beat feet to get to him. This is what happened. News spread about what Jesus was doing. As far as Syria, and people soon began bringing to him all who were sick, and whatever their disease or sickness, or if they were demon-possessed or epileptic or paralyzed, he healed them all. All. There was not a person that Jesus looked at and said, it's not God's will to heal you. If they came and they wanted to be healed, Jesus healed them all. Then in verse 5 through 13, Jesus heals a a servant of a Roman officer. We're going to get into that. Every healing Jesus did. John said if every healing Jesus did, every miracle that Jesus did was recorded, there would not be enough books to record everything that Jesus did. But there were enough miracles, and I believe the miracles that were recorded, every miracle is to teach us something different, something new on the on the, the 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 many facets of healing we're going to get into those we're going to talk about why this particular healing was recorded what is god trying to teach us it, through this particular healing and so we're, we're going to get into all of that so um In in Matthew chapter 8, 14 through 15, Jesus heals Peter's mother-in-law of a high fever. Then in verse 16, it says this. That evening, many demon-possessed people were brought to Jesus. He cast out the evil spirits with a simple command, and he healed all the sick. After Matthew witnessed all of these healing miracles, look at what he writes. This This was what I just was like, wow, this is amazing. Look at what he writes in verse 17. He said, this fulfilled The word of the Lord through the prophet Isaiah that I just read to you from Isaiah 53, and here's how Matthew interpreted it. He said, he took our sicknesses and he removed our diseases. This was not emotional healing. It was part of it. But what Matthew witnessed and said, what Jesus fulfilled, what Isaiah spoke about was when the Messiah comes, he's going to heal all and he's going to heal every manner of sickness or disease. When Matthew sees this, he says, the word of the Lord through the prophet Isaiah there in chapter 53 has been fulfilled. And, and he says he took our sicknesses and removed our diseases. Again, Matthew's quoting and he's interpreting Isaiah 53, 5. If you've got a study Bible, a reference Bible, go back. Look at this. You're going to find it. it. references you back to that. In 1 P- Peter two twenty four, you have another linking forgiveness with healing. Is healing part of the atoning work Christ did upon the cross? Look at what 1 Peter 2, 24 says. He says, and he himself, being Jesus, bore our sins, there that. there it is, our sins in his body on the cross so that we on the cross so that we might die to sin live to righteousness and then look at what else is accomplished on the cross for by his stripes you were healed. They're the word. It links it together again. On the cross, he has forgiven your sins. He has carried your sickness. He has healed your diseases. And not just some of you, all of you, because if it was done on the cross, it's for everyone. And see, what skeptics, what critics want to do is they want to take healing all out of the atoning work of God. When you do that, Again, you're taking it out of the everybody category, and you're going to put it in. It's for some, but not for all. If it's God's will, you're healed. If it's not, you won't be. This is why this is so, you've got to get this. This is so foundational. Foundational. Jesus Christ went to the cross to atone for your sins and to provide for your healing. Both of them were accomplished through the cross. And because they were done on the cross, it is for all. That's why when Jesus went, he healed them all. It's why he healed every kind of sickness, every kind of disease. You cannot, you cannot, you cannot separate Forgiveness of sin and healing from the atoning work of the cross. When Isaiah 53 5 says, By his stripes we are healed. It refers to what is to come. It is pointing towards the cross. There is going to come a time when the Messiah is going to make a provision for your sin, for your healing, for your sickness, for your diseases. He's pointing to the cross. When First Peter 2.24 says, For by his stripes you were healed, past tense, he's looking back. To the cross, because it was all provided for there. Isaiah looks toward the cross. 1 Peter two twenty four looks back to the cross, because it is the cross of Christ where our forgiveness of sin and our healing was accomplished. Psalm one hundred three verses one through three. I love this. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits, my, what would those be? Who heals, who forgives, pardons all of your sins who heals all of your diseases. There it is again, together in Psalm 103 he links the forgiveness of sin, he links the healing of sickness and disease together. Where was that accomplished? On the cross of Christ. That's why you can say, bless the Lord, O my soul and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul and forget none of his benefits who pardons, forgives all of my iniquities, my forgiveness, and heals all of my diseases. That's what I begin to speak out any time sickness and disease comes upon me. Uh, The first time this ever, when I got a hold of this, I'll never ever forget this. One night, I'm laying in bed. Two, three o'clock in the morning. I woke up, and I'm not kidding you. I could feel the spirit of affirmity attached itself to me. I mean, I went from being perfectly fine, feeling great, and it was just like that. I began to feel nauseous. I broke out in the sweat. I thought I was, I I almost woke Janie F. to go get something because I felt like I was gonna get sick. The one verse that I had memorized out of all of this was, by his stripes I am healed. So I got up, made it into the bathroom. I laid on the floor, and for five minutes, that's all I said. By his stripes, I am healed. By his stripes, I am healed. By his stripes, I am healed. And five minutes later, that spirit, I could feel that spirit of affirmity lifted off of me. And I got up and went back to bed. It works. And, and, and it, it was, all it was was just applying the word. By your stripes, I'm healed. And I, I'm ta- I've never, and I've never ever felt that spirit of infirmity again. And if I did, that's exactly what I would do. I would just resist it. Oftentimes, you know, what, what, what do we do? Uh, are you getting a cold? Yeah, I think I'm getting a cold. You just received that. No, I'm not, I'm not receiving that. I'm by his stripes, I'm healed. I'm walking whole. I'm walking in, in his benefits. I'm not forgetting any of his benefits. He forgives all of my, uh, pardons all of my sins. He heals all of my diseases. I'm not, I'm not receiving that. Now, I haven't learned this perfectly. All of you know, and I'm just going to be the first to acknowledge it. I've gone through surgeries knowing this. There, there's some things I don't understand about healing there's some some ways i've not been able to walk this out as fully or as perfectly as as i want to but i'm i'm contending for it i am not i'm not abandoning the word well we'll get more into that uh uh too because my my guess is if this is your teaching on healing you've run into problems you've run into challenges with this And, and and part of that is growing i've learned a lot through this stuff um so anyway, um, that clock is out back there <laughs> i don't know where's my phone too? <laughs> oh, here it is okay okay seven twenty one okay now, one of the reasons people um, are saved and I kind of talked about this you you can you can you know think this is all just all poo-poo and you know people will say to me well you know if if it's God's will for all people to be healed then why aren't all people healed well it's God's will for all people to be saved why aren't all people saved okay I I mean you either receive this you believe it you you latch onto it take hold of it so again the reason why uh, oftentimes people are saved but not healed is they haven't been taught how to believe for their healing the way you've been taught to believe for your salvation. See, you're saved, and we've taught you how to believe for that. We've taught you how to be born again, but we haven't taught you how to be healed. And so the reason a lot of people are saved but not healed is we've taught them how to be saved, but we haven't taught them how to stand, how to contend for, how to believe for, how to trust God for their healing. So there's really no difference Hosea 4:6 says, "My people perish or are destroyed for a lack of knowledge." Sometimes we, we have sickness; we just we lack the knowledge, the know-how of how to really uh, come against that. Same faith and trust in the atoning work of Christ upon the cross that brought you your salvation. It is the same faith; it is the same trust that will manifest your healing. Where am I at on this? Remember in Matthew 9; we found again this uh, very interesting healing miracle that, uh, again, links forgiveness uh, with the atoning work um, of of healing. It it links both forgiveness and healing together there in the atonement. Beginning in verse 1, getting into a boat, Jesus crossed over the sea and came to his own city. They brought him a paralytic lying on a bed. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralytic, take courage, son, your sins are forgiven. Now, some of the scribes who heard this said to themselves, this fellow Jesus, he blasphemes. And Jesus, perceiving their thoughts, said, why are you thinking evil in your heart? And he says that this is really interesting. Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and walk? Now, how would you answer? What, it, what, what would you think it is, is easier to say? It's easier to say your sins are forgiven, right, because I can't, I can't validate that. I can't demonstrate that. I can say your sins are forgiven, but I can't prove that, and you can't prove that. If I say get up and walk, you can prove that. That can be demonstrated. So Jesus says to him, so he says to him, which is easier? Your sins are forgiven, or take up your bed and walk. He said, but so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Then he said to the paralytic, get up, pick up your bed, and go home. And he got up and went home. Now, again, what Jesus says there, which is easier, your sins are forgiven, or to say get up and walk? Now, again, the scribes, they believe that only God could forgive sins. So when they heard Jesus tell this man that his sins were forgiven, they thought Jesus was committing blasphemy. He's equating himself as being co-equal with God. Now, what was Jesus doing in forgiving sin was nothing new. I mean, the religious men of, of that day, they would do this all the time. If someone was presenting an offering in the Old Testament and in the New Testament up until Jesus died, religious men would, would say to them, Thank you, brother, thy sins be forgiven. If they would bring an offering of money, if they would bring a sacrifice, Thank you, brother, thy sins be forgiven. If the priest would pass someone on the street and they would hand them some alms, The the typical response of the priest would be, thank you, your sins are forgiven. However, you never ever heard the priest say, take up your bed and walk. Again, I can tell you your sins are forgiven, but I can't prove that they are. You may feel like they are, you may feel better. But I can't prove your sins are forgiven. But if I tell you to take up your bed, walk, and go home, I can see whether that happened or not. And so when Jesus said to them, which of these would be easier, again, most people would have responded simply just to say your sins are forgiven. But Jesus does what to most of us would be the harder thing, the thing that could be more easily demonstrated and proved. And he tells the paralytic, take up your bed and go home. Why does he do that? Because to Jesus, one was no harder than the other. Because Jesus knew he had come to redeem mankind from not just their sins, but also from their sickness and their disease through the atoning work of the cross. Jesus had come to redeem mankind from both their sin and their sickness. And Jesus knew that his atoning work of the cross would provide for both. That's why Jesus said, it doesn't matter, they're they're both Doable because of what I'm going to do upon the cross. Again, most Christians understand what Jesus did upon the cross provided for the forgiveness of sin, and they know how to receive that forgiveness. They know how to apply that to lives. We teach that all the time. What most Christians fail to understand is the same atoning work of Jesus Christ provided for their healing. And because of that lack of knowledge, because of that lack of belief, they just don't know how to receive it and to begin to apply it. If you believe you're saved, you can also be healed. Because again, it just takes the same faith. It takes the same belief. There's nothing different. What it took for you to believe for your salvation is the same thing it takes for you to believe to receive your healing. It's the word of God. We're going to, and so again, what what I'm wanting to do and what I'm trying to establish for you tonight, that what Jesus did upon the cross provided for your forgiveness of sins. It also provided for your healing. And if it was provided on the cross, it's for everybody. That's why everywhere Jesus went, you never there's there's see if it was God's will to heal some and not others, Jesus would have done that. Jesus didn't go around healing everybody to undo the will of God. He he he, he was doing the work he saw his father doing. And and so that's why everywhere Jesus went. Everybody was healed because it was the will of God for all to be healed. And that's why it is so important to link this forgiveness of sin and healing on the atoning work of the cross. Again, if you take it off, if you try to remove it, you remove it from the everybody category and you put it over in the if it's God's will. I don't pray that way anymore. I have never, ever prayed for anybody healing. If it be the will of God, I go into it knowing it is the will of God for you to be healed. Now, we're going we're gonna to get into talking. As I, I can hear the questions in your mind. Then why isn't everybody Heal. We're going to get into that. Um, we're going to talk about um, that. We're going to see that from Scripture. We're going to talk about that just from my own personal um, experience in in learning and growing in healing. I am, again, I am not going to stand up here and tell you that I understand all of this, and I hope that nobody. Comes up here on this platform and presents themselves in that way because I do not believe that we can understand everything there is to understand about healing I believe we can press in I believe we can grow in that teaching in that understanding Uh, if you were here last time when we saw the video remember there were some people that went out and they prayed for people for for months with no results but they kept Praying for people's healing, and suddenly they started manifesting. Um, and, and so, uh, again, there's a lot of reasons why certain people are healed, certain people are not. We're, we're going to get in. We're going to talk about that. I'm going to just try to be as as real, as vulnerable, uh, at sharing not just in the, the times I prayed for people that they've been healed, but also sharing the times with you where people have not been healed and why I think. Um, at least what God has shown me as to why healing did not manifest in that particular situation. There are blocks to healing, um, and we'll, we'll get into those. Um, so again, just, I, you, I know you're going to have a lot of questions as we get into this. Don't be afraid to ask, because um, I, I want to know your questions, or I, w- I want to know your comments, because it, it does kind of help me to where do I need to go um, um, in, in the teaching. So if you have questions or comments, please feel free to, to, to ask me uh, those, write them down, email me, um, just, it, it, again, it just kind of helps me to know uh, what what what's, what's happening in your heart, and, and I want to be able to minister, and I want to be able to speak to that um, as well. Here's what we're going to do tonight. Um, if you're here, um, we want to be, be able to provide an opportunity for people to be prayed for for healing tonight, um, and uh, we're going to, I know Cassie and Candy are, are going to come up. Uh, I, I will be here uh, if, if you feel led I'm not, I don't want to put any of you on the spot I know I know some of you are are in agreement some of you could teach this better than I can um, And, and you, you know how to pray for people for healing uh, You're more than welcome to come up and, and to pray for people if you've never done that before And you want to learn how to pray for people for healing, what what you can do is just come up alongside um, and and just maybe stand like like behind or or, or Around Cassie and candy and barb if you're up here praying and just watch them Uh, That's how I learned I would just get up and I would just kind of go and I would stand and I would just begin to learn What are they doing? What are they not doing? Um, And and so if you want to do that you can come up here this morning or tonight uh, And and pray for people Uh, if you're here tonight and just want to be prayed for um, we want to pray for you um, tonight. So I would ask if you want to pray, just kind of come up here along as, a, as we just are going to kind of just have some worship time here tonight. Uh, if you want to be prayed for, when you come up, would you just let them know specifically, um, if they don't ask you, let them know specifically what you want to be prayed for. We don't, I don't want to pray for something you're not contending for. So if you come up here and, and you know, say, you know, I, I want to be, um, I, I just want wisdom to know what I should, you know, should I do what my doctor said. That's what, I want to pray for that. I'm, I'm not going to stand up here and pray for something you're not asking, you're not open to, you're not contending, or well, I'm not here to, 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 to do battle with your theologies, um, and, and I, don't, I don't want our ministry team up here trying to, to talk you out of that. We just want to come in agreement, um, so if, if you're here, and just, maybe you're just looking for wisdom um, on, on, a, on a medical situation, we'll pray for that. That's, that's God's will. We're, we're going to pray that God would give you wisdom. I know that there's some of you, maybe that you've got some upcoming surgeries or some procedures, and and maybe tonight you're kind of standing there like thinking, man, I I feel like I'm really open um, for God to heal me. Um, Tell us that, and and we're going to pray for you uh, tonight. So again, just let us know what it is that you're coming up for. We want to be able to be in agreement um, for that. So that's just kind of what I want to do tonight. Um, Again... um, one of the books that I've gotten, and, I'm, and then I, I, I'm seriously done, okay, is Healing Promises. Um, what I share with you on the bathroom floor, that was, I, I just grabbed a hold of a scripture. And, and that was the only scripture, healing scripture I knew at that time. By his stripes, I am healed. By your stripes, I am healed. Um, and it worked. And so oftentimes what you want to do is, um, and, and ask them. Um, you know, can, can you give me? I, I just need a healing scripture. Um, the people that are praying for you. And then uh, prayer people, just pray. Ask God, God, what, what is the word? Scripture says God sent his word and healed them. So that there may be a specific word um, that God wants to give you, and that is the word that you just claim uh, as your healing scripture. Uh, so there's a book uh, up here uh, by Gloria and uh, uh, Kenneth Copeland, Healing Promises. Um, I, when I got a hold of this book, I, I, I bought tons of them. Um, and we're willing to get <clears throat> more of these books. Um, and I would just give them out to people. I'd go to a hospital to pray for them, and I'd leave that with them. Here are healing scriptures, and I'd get people back that said, man, this was the most comforting book, and I didn't realize that there were so many scriptures on healing until I got this book and started going through it, and I was just like, wow, the Bible has a lot to say about healing. And so uh, tonight it may just be that we want to just speak a word over you that the Spirit of God may give us, and and that word may be God God is giving that word to you to stand on that word, to just proclaim that word, speak that word out, stand on that promise um, of God. And I guarantee you, you, just... God's going to move um, in that, just like he's done for me and just like he's done for countless others uh, in here too. So that's where we want to end uh, tonight. Uh, if you're not interested in either of those options, praying or being prayed for, and just stand and uh, we'll just uh, end uh, in worship. Uh, if you want to come up and, and just, again, observe people that are, that are ministering and praying to others, we would, would welcome that uh, as well. Thanks for listening. For more information about Praise Community Church, including gathering times and events, please visit us at praisecc.org.